And here we go. We are back. He is back. Bo Root is back. Nebraska football is almost back. How are you? you doing okay? I'm back. You're back. Yeah. It's happening again. Like, we... So we've already been talking a little bit before we started to record. We're taping this. It's August 12th. It's Friday night. And I could tell... We, we both could kind of feel like it's happening again. We are starting, like, this happens where the season starts to get close, starts to get close, and we're starting to believe again, and you're starting why, to buy why again. Why does this happen? I why don't know. Do we, why can't we just be objective? I don't know. I'm, But I feel like, but what's crazy is, like, you know, it's the whole what's the Costanza thing. It's like, it's not a lie if you believe it. Like, <laughs> like it's real to me. Like, this, uh, the more I am thinking about this season and the more I am thinking about the team, the more I am buying into. Now, I don't know. We're still, like, 10 days away from our official, like, season prediction pod. I'm, I will tell you right now, like, I am not thinking, like, 9, 10 wins. Like, I'm not, I'm not there, but I'm also, like, I'm closer to that than I think, like, three wins. I think these last four years have warped my ability to trust myself. Well, a little on. bit. You you said something, and this is, again, we everything is kind of like recycled topics with us now. But like you said something before we started recording that like struck me for some reason. Like when you're not good, you usually are getting your ass kicked. Yes. In football. And, in football. And that is much easier to be like, okay, yeah, you're not good. You're getting you're getting blown out. On a on a sometimes you gotta reset everything and just say everything out loud again. I think that is what has been that is the hardest thing about this. Where yeah, yeah four straight losing seasons, if they were if if Nebraska was getting blown out and had four straight losing seasons, there's no way we're sitting here getting optimistic about the years. No, and, and we like the coaches wouldn't have survived. Like Frost right. is gone if he's losing every game by you know, if he's giving up fifty points and it's the way we lost that is so maddening and at the same time confusing, right? Like we're maddened because like how's this keep happening? But we're confused because it's not obvious that we're a terrible team. It's almost like, man, we're kind of good, but we can't win. Yeah, and, and again, and these so, are... Uh, so, like, I don't feel like, man, it's uh, we lost every game by 40, so now this year we're going to be great. It's more like, no, like, we just, like... That's it. it. So, like, that's where I'm, like, I still think of this team now as not a bad team, even though we're not a winning team. And I know that, right, and, I, and, and there are people on the outside that would hear that and, like, laugh, or... There are people even on the inside, by inside I mean like Nebraska fans and Nebraska media or whatever, that would listen to this and laugh and be like, what are you guys talking about? This is a bad football team and a bad football program. And it's like, well, then why aren't they getting then, crushed, crushed they every getting week? Crushed? Yeah, I, I've been on teams that got crushed. Right. You know, we had a decade of like when we lost, we lost by 40. That's, what, that's the other point you made. Like if yeah. you think about it, like when, when, it, when things went south with Callahan, like set, like Kansas was hanging seventy on Nebraska. Yeah, it was disaster. You know, same way with Pelini. Pelini. When Pelini, like when the screws came off with Pelini, like oh, Wisconsin put seventy. Wisconsin, yeah. yeah like the, w- the, there was Michigan blew the doors off them a few times. Yeah. So, like I, so when it 
and then even Riley, where when Riley's like, last year was a travesty, just getting yeah. crushed. Yeah. And and so it's it's just that makes it easier to understand and easier to digest. Like, oh yeah, this is not even close, uh bad, all those things. This isn't that. Where I gave you that stat that is encapsulates this like the conundrum of it of like this is from Sam McEwen. Over four seasons, so the four seasons of Frost, Iowa has played 13 one-score games within its division, and so obviously in the Big Ten West, going and they went 8-5 and five in those games. Nebraska has played 14 one-score games against West Division teams. Their record is 2-12. and 12. So I hear that and I go, okay, does that tell you that Nebraska is super far away, or does that tell you they're closer than you think? Well, and my answer on that would be that it's closer, but it's not like it's not hanging over the edge. It is still like there are things that I think we've talked about in this show many, yes. many times that like that prevented us from winning any of those games. Right? We should have won at least you know more than half, probably. Yeah. Um, and that's the stuff that doesn't make that puts us a, a little distance from like oh we're right you know like right there are some things that we still need to correct. Um, but now like you know, bringing this all back to like why we're starting to drink Kool-Aid is like, it seems like they've tried to do that. Right. And so this is where we're like, man, the Kool-Aid jug is sitting here. We're kind of both. It's been a hot day. You know, it's perspirating. <laughs> oh, it's, yeah, it's, it's perspirating. It was, it's got ice in it. Like, I want to drink it, Nick. You know what I, I want to drink this note, Kool-Aid. I'm going to bring a, this is going to be an example of something that only you and I understand. Remember my blue water jug at, oh, uh, so cold. Remember those big water jugs? Oh, so good. But, but no, but that's like, that's how appetizing the Kool-Aid is for this year. And I guess the reason I wanted to start with, with this is like, you really try to psychoanalyze, like why, why beyond the fact that there is nostalgia and like, of course, it's the team you're kind of a fan of, so you want them to be good. Beyond all that, why? Why is it? Why is it so easy to start to get optimistic and drink the Kool Aid again? And I think a part of it is what what we're talking about, where it's just like, I don't think it's obvious that they're terrible. They're I don't think te- it is. No, Nick, like they're not terrible. Like if you watched that team last year, they're not terrible. They are maddening that they are a good team that shoots themselves in the foot and won't let themselves win. So I don't know if like the the you should call them a good team, but they're not a terrible team. That's right. They're certainly not a good team. In terms of like talent, effort, like talent and effort to me are like, okay, we got enough talent. Really good effort. I've watched them play hard yeah. a lot. Um now putting a full game together, that seems to be the struggle. Right. right? They can't put a full game offense, defense, special teams penalties you know situational stuff like that's right. the stuff that we've been struggling with uh but it's not talent effort right like playing hard or even like scheme good. like like just oh, talk about shitty coaching and shit you know what i mean where it's not like it doesn't seem like that with like certain i think it's more if you want to go oh, talk about shitty coaching it's maybe like management things yes decision yep. things yeah uh so yeah it's just a. It's a weird feeling where I have felt it, and granted, and I, you know, when you came over today, like I could feel that you were feeling it too. I feel myself starting to buy into this team more, and you go, well, what the hell? On a like, I felt worse. I felt worse about him in the spring too. That's the part, right? Um, 
I didn't necessarily trust where they were going to be in the spring. T- and I think I've like, I've come around on okay. a few things. Well, this just, is, and this, maybe this is what we This need is to a perfect launching point okay. into kind of what we're, what I want to talk about. I was texting you. I said, well, what if we just do three reasons for optimism and three reasons for concern? Yeah. I, go first. Expand on that. What was Is there one major thing in the spring that you were concerned about that has been alleviated? Or is that would that fall in the optimism category? Or is it something completely different? You don't have to go that route if you don't want to. You can just straight up give me your first reason why you are optimistic. Uh, I didn't know if there was like a direct one thing. Like, I was concerned about this. Now I'm not. And in fact, now I feel good about that. This is hard. There's there's so many things. I mean, okay, let me, let's. I'm I, I got made my little list here. Yes, so let, I'm just Give gonna go first, off my list. So yes. let, we're gonna start with optimism. Yes, right? we're what going positive. What am I optimistic about? Um, I'm gonna start with. I'm I'm optimistic about a couple positions on defense. So I'll call them all linebackers, but essentially it's the inside and the outside guys, right? So both. We're gonna. That's fine. You can say all. So you got yeah. Reimer, you got Henrich, and. You got Nelson, who really is, you know, the ultimate warrior as we've, he's known oh, the show. Oh, yeah. He'll be ready to shake the ropes. Tanner has seemingly improved quite a bit. Uh, and then we get this guy in the transfer portal named O'Shawn Mathis. Yeah. And uh, even in the last month, my mindset has even changed because he went from. Uh, a guy that there was a lot of hype around, right? Him. But like the first couple practices, I think it was like, I don't know that like he was still trying to figure things out, right? And I think even over the last few practices, the signs are pointing towards he's figuring them out. Yes, which means that like maybe he'll be, you know, he's not going to be Randy Gregory. I don't think he's ever going to be Randy Gregory, but like he might be a real player. Uh, so you got Nelson Tanner, and now this guy is the third. Right, that you can and you can move him around the defensive line. Though that right there, you got good linebackers. I'm a former linebacker. I really believe good linebackers are the f- most important thing for a great defense because they set the they set the the front. They make the checks. Right, like they sort of clean up mistakes. And I think we're in a great position with our inside and our outside linebackers. The, I, I love it. I the first thing I wrote down. It's along those lines. Okay. But I'm starting to get optimistic that Nebraska, for the first time under Frost and for the first time since 2014, is going to have a pass rush. Yeah. I really think I buy O'Shawn Mathis. And by the way, you listen to and and not that like you listen to him talk. Seems like a guy that totally gets it. Came in with the right attitude. Right attitude. Uh, even Frost said in his press conference last a week ago that Mathis's presence has raised everybody else's game a little bit. For, talking well, about Nelson and Tanner and but Butler even the and guys Gunnarsson. like Gunnarsson and Jabari Butler, Butler behind them, like those guys are now trying to push to get on the field. Like I feel like we'll get to this more later, but like that type of mentality on a right. team we haven't had for no. So I, so for me, my number one reason for optimism is the pat. I think number they're one was pass rush. Pass rush. Ooh. So it's kind of similar. It's it's because I didn't necessarily include now. Reimer Reimer's a better ru- like 
You blitz Reimer, he's not bad. Yeah. But I'm more so just thinking, like, for the first time in four years, yeah. between Garrett Nelson and O'Shawn Mathis, and you could throw Caleb Tanner in there, I really think on, like, third and seven, like, Nebraska's all of a sudden now viable. Yeah, I'm trying. Okay, let's 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 do a little bit of a trip down memory lane here. Who was our defensive ends or outside backers their first year? I'm like blanking. Oh, we had uh, Gifford. Gifford, Luke Gifford. So Luke, Luke and was then, good. Uh, yeah, Luke was a good player. Luke was good, but I don't remember who else was on the team. Was that like Stoltenberg? Well, remember Nelson, Nelson ended up playing as a true freshman, right? Um. They just have not had a boat. They're yeah. They're and Gifford and like Gifford's a, like Gifford's a stack linebacker now. Right. And that's more what he's built for. He wasn't really a natural pass rusher, but he's an excellent like player. Right. But like we haven't had like a pass rusher. No. That that's so when you God, I'm trying to pull up. I had these numbers on uh Nebraska and their and their pass rush. But basically, their sack numbers have just no, been they horrific, been. and so I just think like when when if you have if if you can get after the passer, it changes everything, and that's what I can't find them by the way. But they so to me the number one thing is like I'm I am drinking the Mathis Kool Aid. I think Garrett Nelson is going to be like an all conference caliber type of player. See, that's the part that I'm. You're not uh, ready to go that far. Uh, I I think he's a guy that I mean because like Nelson to me is like I love him. I mean he's just an effort guy. He's going to be solid. I think he improved a ton last year. I think he's going to be well improved. I think he's been in some preseason All Big yeah. Ten teams. So um, I think he has a chance for it. But you know it's also like I said, Mathis is good. It's going to help him. So I for think sure. like. The whole like Mathis thing developing is going to be big because I I was a little worried when the first week of practice hit where like Tanner was still like right in the like you know what they were saying man like Tanner's looking as good as Matt but like I think Mathis is starting to turn the corner where he's separating now so that's good if Mathis can be the guy Nick it'll change that whole change everything so that was so. That's my number one. You you're similar but a little different. Just like if you're good in the linebackers, which is a good way to put it. Like yeah. Garrett Nelson, O'Shawn Mathis, Nick Henrich, Luke Reimer, Caleb Tanner. Like those are five pretty good players. Yeah, and th- and I'd say optimistic about them first more than the other positions, uh, just because like they're my knowns. Like I know what I'm getting from those guys now. Right. I mean, Mathis is kind of known because he played at TCU. I mean, so. listen, he led the Big Twelve in sacks two years ago. Yeah, I feel so, pretty, I feel pretty good about that. So. But yeah, that's my like so, number one, like, okay, optimistic. Um my second and third ones are doing a lot of assuming. <laughs> See, I okay. mean <laughs> Okay, I guess okay. Because I think I'm assuming fair. I'm assuming but, my next one too. But at the same but like I would say the first one, I don't know, there's some no like I don't think you're doing a lot of assuming on the first one about uh I mean, I think I don't know, like when those guys are just named Henrich Reimer, Nelson, Mathis, like those guys are it's not like they've never done anything in uh, no, a game. Assuming, like those guys are good. To players. me, the assuming is like if I've never seen you on the field, be good. Like Nelson had his moments yeah. of being good last right. year. He's a he's going to be like a four year starter. Henrich and, and Reimer were good, and Tanner was uh, he was serviceable, and I think he's only going to get better. Right. Okay. So you ready for my two? my last two are doing a lot of assuming. Okay. So yeah. my second one, and I'm just going to read it how I wrote it. Second reason for optimism is special teams won't be awful again. 
Okay, that's going to be interesting because I think you're probably right. Um, but opt I cannot be optimistic about special teams okay. until I see them be good. I, I just we've been so bad for three years that man, it's like I gotta see it. I gotta see us return kicks and punts and actually have a chance. I just feel like you finally have a full-time dedicated coordinator to it that yeah. is just inherently going to prioritize it, and and that's a thing. Then you have all new specialists. You have all you have a new punter, a new kicker, a new kickoff returner, a new punt returner. Like you're going to have, it, like right now, I think if they would play tomorrow, Anthony Grant's your kickoff returner, Trey Palmer's your punt returner, Brian Bruschini is your punter, and Bleak Road is your kicker. Yeah. Like. And then I just think in an, a, a dedicated. I'm not saying they're going to be good. Like, hear me. I'm, they're I'm, just not going to be the worst. They're not going to be terrible. And in all reality, if they were just average on special teams last year, three games. Two, three games. It's probably a two to three game swing. Yeah. So I just think special teams isn't going to be. I, I'll put it this way. I don't think it's necessarily going to be. I'm not picturing this being like special teams is going to go out there and be the reason Nebraska wins. But I don't think. I think you're going to have a, a world where special teams isn't the reason they lost. Okay. The, the good point is that like, there's no way to be worse. Like when you're yes. the top, like one of the two or three worst teams in the country, like we should be able to get out of bed and be in the top 70. Like yes. you should not have to practice and be a top 70 just because you got better play. Like we were criminally bad at kicking the ball in so many ways oh. and returning the ball, returning right? the ball. Was, I mean, um, so like we should be better. Someone um, had a stat that Santino Panico had more return yards last year, or that, in in there. That was the joke. And, that and was it was a joke. He, he that was the, the punchline for years. Yes, and now he's laughing somewhere. Right, right. He's um, who's laughing now. But Santino Panico. Santino. Man. Santino's having a good laugh somewhere. But okay, give me your give me your number two. You're gonna you're gonna question this. Oh really. So my number two, running back depth seems depth. You're saying depth? Yeah. The running back position, top to bottom, feels so much better than it did uh, in the last three years. I can't argue with that. I can't argue with that. So between Grant, a healthy Irvin who... um, Yes. uh, Reports from that scrimmage was he looked the best. Gabe Dunn did his thing. Yeah. He okay. looks like he's put on weight, like good weight. And, I mean, he's making cuts and doing things. But Anthony Grant, him. Uh, and then Ramir is sort of like playing that that duck hybrid that Wandale played. So they got Ramir doing, you know, one day with, you know, uh, doing yeah, right. running back. Right, one day he's a good, he can do both. Yeah, so Ramir... Like so, Ramirez's strength is going to be more passing game, getting him on the edges, right? All those things. Um, and then you got like you got Yant, you got, and you got, Yant, and I've heard uh, the there were some J- reports about AJ Allen that were pretty positive. The the freshmen yeah. that have that is so you got AJ Allen and Yant that are going to be like working hard to even try to get a carry, right? And you got you got Anthony Grant and you got Gabe Irvin that are like both looking pretty good. And then like, so you got this like situation where it's like, it feels like we got some depth. We got some, we got some talent competing to get in the field where it was like, we couldn't find a person to run the ball hard for three or four years. I mean, right. It was bad. Yeah. 
The Nick Bob Podcast is powered by Runza. You know, there are a lot of ways to, to greet someone. Hey, hi, hello, what's up? Another way is, what's popping? Well, here's the thing. That greeting has taken on a new meaning now because the answer to what's popping is now Runza's new popcorn chicken. That's what's popping. Runza's new popcorn chicken is amazing. Little, bite-sized, delicious, all-white meat chicken that make any day better immediately. I love them. My wife loves them. My kids cannot get enough. Two-year-old Mac, six-year-old Mava are constantly wanting to get it popping. Great for a snack, great for a meal. Pair them with the best crinkle fries on planet Earth, and you are set. All I got to say is you need to get out to a Runza location nearest you and get it popping. What's so hard to understand about that? Get it popping with Runza's all-new popcorn chicken. Runza makes it all better. It's interesting because I can't argue with... It's funny how you are in this mode of like with special teams. You were like so bad for so many years. I have to see it before I buy it. You might be right. I'm the same way with the running backs. I'm not going to argue that there are more able-bodied guys, but I am not going – like I need to see somebody be – because like I guess I'm trying to think of like, okay, do you have depth, but do you just have a bunch of – average guy like a bunch of like c plus to b guys okay so that that's probably if you're gonna argue my number two optimistic that's a good argument (laughs) (laughs) well honestly i mean listen for special teams i am i just said the same thing about special teams we really haven't seen grant irvin was a limited irvin remember how i mean irvin was just like nebraska takes over at its own two yard line (laughs) handoff irvin like it was just like it was like and there's nothing there again irvin i'm telling you there wasn't a hole he didn't have a hole for uh, for four weeks it was like second down and nine and all (laughs) the guard is with the block irvin stuffed in the back back, yeah mcgee McGee whiffs again you know ball carried irvin loss of two on the play brings up third and 11 stand up and but that, it just was always so. I felt bad for Irvin. Irvin got robbed any chance to get a yard last year, and then he tore his knee up. Poor Irvin might have been with Culp was getting waiting at the bus stop to go home, oh, and poor Irvin, was dr- there. a car would drive by and just <laughs> soak him. I'm not so sure Gabe Irvin wasn't catching the same bus, getting crushed. I mean, and he, then he gets hurt in the Oklahoma game. But think about this: he was a true freshman. And he started. He started for us. Yeah. yeah. I mean, well, what? So that, I know. So, so I'm with you in like the depth of seemingly capable running backs is better than it's ever been. Yeah. R- Ramir, who had moments last year of being serviceable, is our currently third string back. Right. That's right. the part I think that I, I feel good about. It's like I know what I, I got can't Ramir. argue with that. Which is which is serviceable, maybe not ideal, but like now you're giving him a better role for him, right? And I just think like for I can see like when you look at guys, you kind of go, yeah, I can see that, right? Right. Like if you look at Irvin, you look at Grant, and you look at Yant, and you go, yeah, 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 yeah. They, yeah. they look at a move, look at their size, right? Okay. Like you, with running backs, you can kind of get that. Yep. Um, so I'm not gonna argue. Yeah, like I'm with you. It, I just for some reason am in. I don't. I feel like I have been less knowns. There's less knowns to it. Well, than I, I mean, liked. listen. I'm. It's funny how we pick and choose what we're like. I'm all in on Mathis, but not all in on Grant. Uh, it, I am. I am 
assuming things are going to go well for special teams, but like running backs, I'm not. So there is something in your head that you pick and choose what you're willing to. But that's it. But that, that's good. That's why we're doing this. It's like these it's are the good, things yeah. we're seeing. Right. And, but I am just, I am. Now what? Nick, fight it. Why do I always want to do like a girl? I, always, I don't know. I, always want to do. <laughs> I am that girl that is like, I have had my heart broken too many times. No, I'm not. Like, I, that's how I went to running backs. I've dated a lot of running backs. A lot of them haven't panned out. So, no. Nick, Nick, I'm has, not just a, gonna... Nick has a thing for running backs. <laughs> Let's not talk about it. <laughs> I have, I have gone on many a date with running backs and I have yet, and look. No ring on my finger. Put a so ring on no. it. Put a ring on it, running back. Another backs. running back? <laughs> hey, running back. Forget backs. about it. Running backs, put a ring on it or you get no love from Nick Baugh. Put a ring on it. <laughs> so that's how that's where I'm at. I, I there's not a ring on my finger with any running back. Put a and ring so, on it, running backs. Come on. Come on now. So okay. Nick Baugh's not easy. I'm not okay? easy. I I fell in love too quick with a lot of running backs at He's times, and I'm just like I've learned my lesson. Running with that. backs, but it's funny how this is interesting because I mean we have to do a lot of assuming with this stuff because we don't know because it's a brand new team. All right, reason for optimism number three. This is also very 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 optimistic. I think that for the first time in the Frost era, and for only the third time since 2009. Nebraska is going to finish the season with a positive turnover margin. The reason I say that is because for as much as you and I at times, we could not quit Adrian Martinez and we defended that guy. That guy, his 45 touchdowns, 30 interceptions, 42 career fumbles. Now, he didn't lose all those fumbles. How but many he, fumbles? He has, he has fumbled a t- 42 times in his career. Like Wow. So... He, so you're talking about a guy that has put the ball on the carpet a ton. Now, he didn't lose all those. It might have been 30. He might have had 30 fumbles in his 42 career. 42 fumbles? It, it is, it's insane how much he has fumbled in his career. And how many? I mean, and he lost. He, he only lost. Somehow he didn't lose every one of them. But you're talking about a guy that was turnover prone. I mean, again, his... His stats, his TD to INT ratio is only, what is that, 1.5 to 1, 45 and 30. 45 and 30 for, okay. Casey Thompson. Now, again, the sample size is dramatically different. So maybe if Casey had played more, but he's, Casey Thompson is 30 touchdowns, only nine picks. So he's got like a better than three to one touchdown to interception ratio. Well, he he seemingly was better in the red zone. Yes. That was important too, I think. So... I think you're just inherently when you're when your quarterback is a better decision maker and more secure with the ball. Yeah, there's that. And then I circle back to the pass rush thing. One of the biggest catalysts to forcing turnovers is rushing the passer. Yeah, yeah. Strip sacks, quick throws, all those things. I think Nebraska's combination of pass rush and better quarterback play. Yeah is going to lead to a positive a turnover good, margin. That's a good prediction because I, I guess I wasn't even thinking along those lines. But, man, yeah, that's that would be – I mean, I think that's one of those you, you go – at the end of the season you go, check one stat that would say whether you had a good year or bad, and that would probably be it, right? Well, that's – I mean, it's like that – it's that Dirk Chatlin article. Yeah, and I think uh, that's well, I mean, probably... again, and, and I went through on turnover margin. Only two times since 2009 
has Nebraska had a positive turnover margin. And it's 2016, and I believe it was 2009. Golly. That's it. So, oh, so 45 touchdowns, 30 picks. And then... Is that why Nebraskans in general are so um, kind of wired that we like want to just like run the ball and play good defense? Be safe. It's because we saw that work for 30 years, and we've just had a, like a... 20 years of like coughing it up a lot. I think there's something about that. Yeah, I don't, that like I, it's really hard for the long, uh, for the older Nebraska fans, including ourselves to like, to get away from that. Because I think we've seen so many, like say the, the turnover, when the right. turnover mark, like ratio flipped and the margin flipped on us, I think it was just really hard to stomach that. Every no, year. yeah, it's interesting. You say that. Like, I think there's something about the brand of football Nebraska saw for so long. It was, but see, the option's kind of ris- risky to a certain extent, but it, it was for so long, Nebraska, you saw a brand of football that that just didn't turn it over, and then all of a sudden, it just feels like for 20 years, it's just been a turnover fest. Yeah. And there's maybe an element of, like, uh, I don't, a you know. A lot of I, it's just, like, like, getting sacked in the pocket, like, bad, like, a bad path, like, a lot of that where right. it's... Yeah, that's tough, man. That's tough. Well, um, hold on. Okay, I was I got to correct myself. So it was 45-30 touchdown interception ratio ratio, but I thought I don't know where I got the number 42. I must have pulled that out of my you know what. But it was so Martinez that reading from the story here was a fumbling machine. The NCAA record for lost fumbles is 21. Martinez has 28 career fumbles. 16 of those were lost. Okay, 28 yeah, 42. I was like, wow, that's a lot. I don't know where I had 42. 16, I had something with 42 with him that was in my head. 16 lost, but, though. But, here, but, he, but he fumbled 28 times. Here's what I'll say about Martinez, which is like he did so many things good and was such a good kid. Good, he was a good guy. But his timing, I mean, like he could have been a Hollywood actor with his oh. timing because he had a, a sense for the dramatic and not in a good way. He had a, like a timing of like, Now's the time to make the bad play. Unfortunately, he just that was part of his MO. He had a timing thing that like I mean the back breaking mistake when it can't happen, he was the guy that usually yeah, he had found, that happen. He found a way to miss a throw, cough it up, you know, just you know right between the the you know the just oh, a few of those little things. It's just like it, it did so many other things good too. That's what's What's hard with him is like I I like him to have nothing but love for the kid, but man, just like it was just a rough. See, now, now it was I'm, just a rough go about it for four years. Now I'm looking at a different. See, I knew it. Okay, so this is now a different story. As I'm just apparently this is great journalism here. This is saying in thirty. Hi, who are you? Game, what are you doing? Yeah, yeah. Hi, hi, who are you? What are you? Who Do your right homework. So Martinez has thrown thirty interceptions, like I said, and has fumbled the ball forty two times, according to Pro Football Focus. So again, according to this, he has fumbled the ball 42 times, but didn't lose all of them. So whatever, whatever it is, we know what we saw and we, he was a turnover guy. So, and I just think Casey Thompson, he turns 24 in October. He's an older guy. I think he's sharper with the ball. And so, and then I think Nebraska is be able to force more turnovers because of the pass rush. That's my third reason for optimism. Gotcha. Okay. Now I think that's a great, I, I think that's a good, like special teams and turnovers and turnovers. For those things to be better is probably like 
It's more likely. I just don't even think Nebraska has to get that much better in totality. But if they get to where they're just average at special teams and and not take care of the ball, take care of the ball a little bit, I think that naturally is going to lend itself to a better season. Yeah. What do you got for number three? So interesting one. Um, I because there's been changes, but I also think the changes have been good. So I actually wrote down culture, and I this. We were talking about this a little bit earlier. I, I find it very interesting when you hear these guys from TCU and, and Alabama and whatever come here and it's like, oh, we've never worked so hard. Right. And they got great. Like, you know, like I think they've said the, the better leaders now than we've had. Nelson, yep. Henrich, um, you know, these Volkalek, guys. I think is is on the offensive end is is a leader. Who's that? Volkalek. Oh, that. I Volkalek. <laughs> I lead you. I tell you what to do. And I also show it. I show you, I vocalek. Lead by example. You, you want me to show you how to do it? I will. Me show you how to make hat out of Russian Wolverine. Is that what you mean by example? I don't know. I clean. <laughs> I clean gun. I kill bear. I stuff bear. I do it all. I'm the total package. By example. Uh, by example. <laughs> but no, so I think Vokalek. Vokalek's Vokalek on the offensive end. And then, like, I think some of the transfer guys, uh, it sounds like Palmer's had a, a, a good influence there. But, um, yeah, I just think we got we got leaders. And I, I, I do think that bringing in Mickey Joseph has been an Applewhite. Those guys have been good culture guys yes. for the team. Like, in a weird way, like, you need players. Obviously, you want players to take the lead. But sometimes, like this situation, these coaches are bringing huge influence, uh, in my mind, to to a couple position groups that were sort of lacking. Uh, they were lacking yeah. that kind of yeah. leadership. Um, where you hear things like the running backs are trying to play special teams. Like, Ramir trying to play the center spot on kick return, which I've tried to play. It's hard. And, yeah. like, and, and Coach Bush was talking about, like, hey, that's – this is this is a promotion the best guy plays here like it's a tough spot right? yeah it's one of the hardest things to do but like even the fact that like those guys at receiver and running back are trying to play special teams it's like that's interesting dude, that's what you're supposed to be doing because those are some of our better athletes like if every one of your position groups is trying to get on the field for special teams do you think your special teams are going to get better? I think so. Now maybe that add that to my number two on special teams won't be awful. Just uh, that little where, anecdote. Yeah. yeah. No, so, but that's interesting. Like the 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 infusion of and again, I like out Ryan Held, who's currently watching Top Gun and Top Gun Maverick. He's and been he's in watching the theater Polk. watching Maverick. <laughs> I, oh, I got a he he had a tweet. Oh. <laughs> he had a tweet. He had a tweet. I got a. Oh, Nick, it. let me just tell you something. He didn't miss that one. <laughs> No, he had a tweet though. He had a tweet about starting about about starting practice because uh, he, he's at like North Alabama, I believe. His his gif that he posted it might have been. I'm pretty sure it was Rocky and over the t- or Sylvester Stallone and over the top. Oh, and it's just yeah. like it's great, but it's just like never change, Ryan Held. Don't you are change. my favorite we person in the Ryan world. Held. In I mean. We were sad to see him. Well, go. no, he had he had Braveheart. He has first day at camp today. Mel Gibson, Braveheart. Oh God! He had I know we had another. I, I'm almost positive he, he had, has a, another he had a, Top Gun. He had another. He had another reference to it that was fantastic. But you you infuse 
Applewhite and Mickey with those guys is going to probably make a difference. I, you know, those are typically your most athletic, fastest. I know. And, and there's they, a lot of them. And, and I mean, like Applewhite brings in the guy from TCU and he gets Anthony Grant. Uh, I mean, those. And then Mickey brings in like, oh, shoot, he brings a in a couple. He brought he in, in, he, so he brings in the Palmer. He brings in Palmer. And I'm drinking. I mean, Palmer, I am like put a ring on it, Palmer. He's you not, get yeah. on one knee, Trey, <laughs> and I'll do the rest. The running backs, <laughs> the running backs got work to do because Trey Palmer's, he's in a good position with Iqbal. Let me just say that. Let's just say I would give Trey Palmer a roast right now when we were on the Bachelor for Nebraska football. What's, I haven't seen this show, but it's called Love Island. <laughs> My sister talks about it all the time. I don't know what it is, but if you put you better not go on Love Island with, with Trey, Trey Palmer. Like I'm gonna just I'm leaving with Trey. But uh, shout out to Kim Rude and Love Island. Yeah, shout out <laughs> to Kim Rude, Bo's little sister. But so Trey Palmer, Garcia Castaneda, Marcus Washington, um, like just those three guys alone. Those three guys might be. I mean, Trey Palmer's like. But that's the deal. Mick, and that's Mickey. And that's Mickey. And but Mickey's attitude is was much needed. I think. Definitely, I mean, uh, on the offensive side of the ball, like get some receivers with some attitudes. Yeah, I like know, that. Get some toughness. I Same like way that. with so the running, the running back doing you. special teams. That, that, Buy it into the culture. Exciting. So I went with culture. As okay, three. okay, wow. And then the new coaches, Whipple. I mean, I think that brings a different element of culture. That's like get an old guy on the staff, bring a little stability, a little wisdom. Right. Freeze up Frost to look at things differently. That's all culture. Right. I mean that stuff is. I like that. That's a different way to look at, it, but like I think it all. I like what I'm seeing. Okay, I hate. So when we go now, we're going to three reasons for concern. I I agree with everything you said, but I'm not so sure. My first concern doesn't run counter to that. No, th because I got a counter to your counter. Okay, look at you. We're just countering each we're other here, right? Uh, my first concern was meshing all of the new. And that's a very broad thing that's hard to sink, to sink your teeth into it. But I'm talking about both tangible playbook, assignments, figuring all that stuff out. Like, that takes time. Mm -hmm. And then also the, the intangible factor of just getting everybody to come together and really... Like, it makes a difference. Frost said it at Big Ten Media Days. He's like, we got the talent. Now we got to become a team. Yeah. And that matters. And so... Let me ask you: Are you worried about the the like? Are you worried about Whipple's offense? Like, what when you say like meshing? Is it more coaches or is it more players? I think it is more. It's the but it's just it's. I just I'm I'm looking at it in a very and maybe an oversimplified way. Like, and I'd imagine it would be the same. Like you're. Your second or third year in a system, you are just so much inherently better yeah. in that system than you were in the first year. And it's just, it's new for yeah. everybody. And this is probably more of an offensive thing. It's like I buy into Whipple as a coordinator, scheme, play call, all those things. Like his track record speaks for itself. I buy into, you know, the quarterbacks being capable. I buy into that some of these skill guys are are capable. It's just getting it all to click right away is hard. So I don't know if that fully answers your question. I'm just well, it's just a lot of it's just a lot of change and it's all got to hit the ground running right away. So I'm just thinking about this now that you said it. So defensively there's no change. No. None. 
that that's stable. Uh, offense is big change, right? We got Whipple, we got Mickey, we got Applewhite. Um, you're gonna have and it got Rayola on yes, the line. Yes, and you got right? a new line, and so it's like all those guys got to get on the same page. Frost really is he's turning over a lot of the play calling, so Frost's in a new position. That's change. Um, now the one thing I'll say is it sounds like. I don't think the terminology has changed okay. that much, which to your point, that's what I started thinking about. Is like, I think on that part, when they talk about meshing things, I think they are, my guess is they're going to try to keep some of the same terminology, which will help, I think. So Why do I, I always gotta, think all of Whipple's terminology things are like, we're going to call this next. <laughs> we're, 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 I feel like all of his references are from like super, I act like Whipple's like coached with like, oh, all right, guys, when we call buttgus. <laughs> That means we're shifting the tight end over it like it's so. It's like we did it every time we played Buttkiss. Buttkiss <laughs> would get in the A gap and we'd say, "Whoa, Nelly, now Whipple sees it." We're I call it Buttkiss. I thought you were gonna say everything started with a "hua." Like we're gonna run weft weft. Now and we're may gonna I ask why? And it's gonna have a win and a "hua." Right, no, for some reason my thing is like <laughs> Whipple. Whipple, all of his things are like What's the oldest formation, like the triple wing or the what was the old like. Nineteen ten Yo, yeah, formation. The, the wing T, yeah, the, the wing I mean, T. Like when I say Ray guy, hey Casey, when I say Ray guy, that means be careful. We want to kick it, all right? Kick. Like it's all <laughs> like I'm thinking all this player references are like who, what? I just sorry, but you ever but, heard of Ray Nitschke? <laughs> well, let me just tell you something. I think about him every night in my sleep, and I'm scared to death of him. So we're not going to run that play now. Trey Palmer, when I call Lynn Swan. <laughs> That means you got one-on-one coverage. So when I yell, Lynn, Lynn, I just feel like it's like, huh? Make it Jamar Chase or oh. – no. Okay, sorry. Uh, no, but the term – like, I, I hijacked the terminology <laughs> thing. I just – in my mind – I don't know why in my mind I act like Whipple's like, I'm 89 years old and uh, – Well, I mean, he, he's been coaching, you know. like he's, he's not at all. Yeah, I mean, he's been coaching the pros. And the, yeah. I love whenever I see him do media. He just is like – he don't play game Like, all like the little like gotcha stuff. He's like, okay, come on. But see, like, I think he's I like so, that. Like, he's so good for – this was like a fairly young staff. Like, it, it right. came in like – I mean, Frost, was he even 40 when he came in? Maybe like he was like 40, May, 40-ish. Uh, 40-ish. And so like Whipple brings that like old school. Yes, that you need like – I yeah. think that's so – that would be so good for Frost to have him sort of like he can command things on on the offense. Frost can pepper in what he you know because Frost has some real ability with calling plays, but right letting go of that, seeing the big picture, and be, being able to pepper in that might be better for the whole right. Right. So I think it's just a matter of like like you know is, is Whipple gonna find a groove? Is he gonna have a good year calling things? Is he gonna be able to get through the like teach these things to the quarterbacks? I think that's the part. Uh, you know, that I just I, I would be interested to see. I just worry about like just in general. Like I'm excited about all these new and on paper, every new. It's like, do you like Mickey Joseph? I do. Do you like uh, Casey Thompson? I do. Do you like you know? You go down, but it's just the chances of all those things working are just like it's hard. It's it's just hard to do. Okay, but, well, okay, I'm, I'm going to your... throw you a curveball. My number. So this is my first concern. Um, pass rush. You're you're out on the pass rush quarterback you know what it's Did I have why do i one? You, no i was going to end with that question to you i was going to end you like are you are we sure casey thompson's good 
Uh, here's my thing. I think Casey Thompson, I, I watched... I think he's going to be smart because I don't want to be a hypocrite like and I talk about that positive turnover margin. I think he's one of those guys like I think he's going to be like sound and smart and steady. I just don't know. I don't know. I really don't. So so my concern isn't like is Casey Thompson a good or bad player? I think he's a good player. Like I watched his games against the Red River rivalry and then against Oklahoma. Like if you watch those two games alone, you go, okay, that's what he could. He can beat Oklahoma. He right. scored, you know, like he he did well enough to beat Oklahoma. But the question is, is like with this team, uh, with this line and with this talent and this offense, can he control a game and win us ball game? Like I don't know yet. I don't know. I've never totally seen fair. him totally fair in a Nebraska uniform on this offense. Like, who are you on this team? Like he is. He's. It's a limited sample size, and it's. It's the position. It's the most important position yes. in football by a long shot. And this guy, I haven't seen him take a snap for Nebraska. So I'm like, ooh. Totally fair. I'm it's funny. Concerned. I wrote it down because I'm like, I don't, because I'm more so like, I think he's going to be, he's good enough to not lose it for you. But is he good enough to go win you games? I and would, maybe they don't need it. Maybe I would it, take the the the, the, fir, the see, first. See, I think thing. he is going to be good enough to like. I think he's going to be smart enough and steady yeah. enough and experienced enough and old enough to like keep keep you on the road. And that and that's what I hope. It, like and not Whipple driving has him doing is like like you know like the times we need to just like control things we could control it when we can take a chance like take a chance right. but like control it. Don't give the ball back to him. Like that's what I hope will okay. happen. But like you just totally never valid. Know totally valid. The guy you've never seen play. I'm just like okay. totally valid. I know, and so, it sounds like because I'm I'm vibing with you. It sounds like I'm being hypocritical with my positive turnover margin thing. I just think like I hope I laid that out. That's okay, defense that, like, too. That's that, defense that's a combination of defense it, and just you're holding. removing a turnover prone quarterback. And that's in also Martinez. the coordinator. That's that's Whipple. As much as it is also going to be, it's Whipple and it's Thompson are going to be together in this. Like, okay, here are the plays we're calling. Here's the attitude we're taking. Like, are we about protecting the ball? It seems like they are. Twenty four year old quarterback who's played like. It, signs point to like they should do that right the dick bob podcast is brought to you by pella windows and doors and i want to talk to you guys about energy efficiency and if you go into pella's website right now you look at it and how about this one two three four five different types of windows or doors by pella won the energy star 2020 most energy efficient award that's big time stuff right there and they achieved that in a couple of waves they got insulated glass, which slows the heat transfer, keeping your home at a more comfortable temperature. They got types of low E glass, which is a glass coating that has been optimized for your climate. They got triple pane glass, which you can upgrade to for increased insulating airspace. And within all of that, one of the keys is proper installation, which is key for window and doors to perform at their best. And you know the Pella experts are excellent at that bottom line energy efficiency matters and making your home more comfortable and Pella windows and doors are at the top of the line when it comes to energy efficiency check them out online PellaOmaha.com that's PellaOmaha.com okay because what the, I'll just skip to the question I was going to end with you okay which picture do you like more or or your you have two doors you can go in and this is tough because you already know what one door what was inside of it to a certain extent do you like door number one that is Adrian Martinez, Mario Verduzco, and Scott Frost? Or do you prefer door number two that is Casey Thompson, Chubby, Chubba Purdy, and Mark Whipple? 
Which situation? I know the outcome of the one. The one. So, so, so is it? <laughs> I'll take this one. So you'll take because you don't because you might open that door and it's like what? What could be worse? <laughs> three games. I mean, I know what they got us. Like we got three. That's games. That's right. So maybe that's not a right way to phrase it. I'm just no, trying to like the right, the right way is like because I'm not trying to not, give like yeah. I don't want the answer to be like well that door number one sucks. So I'll always take door number two. Well, we know Adrian's a pretty good player and like like the I'm just problem trying is, to get, is like. There's no chance for Adrian this year to come here to Nebraska on our team. And like, if he was, if it was like Thompson or, or Adrian this year, uh, we'd have a real question in our hands probably. Right. But like the fact is like Adrian won three games last year at, in his fourth year. I don't need to know anymore. Right. Let me see what Thompson. Can okay. Do. Okay. Cause that's, but, but what I'm trying to get at is like, as much as I'm sitting here getting optimistic about things, there are times I'm like, is, are we totally sure? The we're not quarterback's going to be really good? No, no, we're not. That's why it's my number one concern. It is my number one concern. But I, I don't think he's a bad player. I think he's a good player. That's what's player. weird. You would think, of like, oh, you think he stinks? I'm like, no. But my concern is, can he run this team? Can he be the guy on this team? Okay. Nick, he's new. Yeah. Like, I, new guys don't automatically get the... I like they it. They don't get I it. I like where your head's at with that. Then my, my last two are pretty boring, but I think you just like, I don't know how you don't start there. The second concern is just the offensive line. Okay. I'll go. I'll, we'll talk about it. Cause it's my third. So we'll, we'll just yeah. combine. Okay. I mean, it just, it's you, you lose, you lose, uh, you lost obviously a Doyle. You lose um, Doyle rules. Doyle rules. He's just given somebody a wedgie in the Eagles. Locker it's amazing room right now. though. Like <laughs> it's amazing how much his stock has gone up. Post his career at Nebraska Post now, his like the way people talk about him, I want to be like, you remember how everybody hated him? I wanted, I again, we've talked about this. I thought he should have been benched when he couldn't snap the ball accurately. But, but now, during, right now, I'm like, Psh, Jeff Saturday. Thought, I know. I mean, like, like it's or Cam Jurgens. I will take Cam Jurgens. I think we all like we have a fetish for like if you get drafted high and you're like a kind of a freakazoid athlete right. at the combine. Nebraska fans are like. Oh, we're very proud. Of we're very you. proud of what you've done. But I think okay, you lose Jurgens, you lose Newelli, who is out for the year with with that positive drug test, whatever that was. I'm not totally sure what happened there. Um, was he on the Ivan Drago? I don't know what he was. Yeah, he was. He was. <laughs> he was with Drago in Russia, just doing leg extensions. <laughs> so have we talked about that. Like his training made no sense. He didn't box. He didn't Neither person box. boxed they, in their training. Now Rocky Rocky got under a rope. They didn't went, box. Rocky's whole game plan was duck. Uppercut, duck, uppercut. He was lifting a yoke, like a, a wagon yoke. Like, That's what I. I so he did that. Yoke. He did. Uh, he climbed. He climbed, climbed a mountain, mountain. Pulled the sled. Pulled the sled. Not boxing. And then Drago training. ran laps. Did leg extensions. Punched a machine. Punched a machine, and scientists wrote down <laughs> numbers. And then he would just get. He would get. He was just getting juiced up. Okay, but I actually. This is this is where maybe Drago had it figured out. Rocky was probably juicing. I mean, Sylvester was for sure juicing, right? <laughs> but like, if you watch the uh, thirty for thirty on uh, Ben Johnson and Carl Lewis, where yeah. they talk about Ben Johnson, you know, juiced yes. and won the hundred meter dash in nineteen eighty eight, I think, yep. won the gold. But then he got stripped. He was telling them about like how good steroids are. Essentially, like Carl Lewis is training his ass off in America doing things. Ben Johnson has like, oh, I kind of tweaked his hammy. So he goes down the islands. He drinks beer and lays on the beach for 30 days before the Olympics. 
and he's shooting up juice and he goes and sets Wins the world it. record. Wow. It's fastest a human's ever run. And all he did was take steroids. So maybe so maybe Drago, all he needed to do All he needed was to take steroids. And yeah. he'd just be a monster. But, but Rocky had more heart. Right. <laughs> And if you can change, and I, I can, can change. change. We can change. I mean, Russia was all in on Rocky after that fight. Which maybe is just, we need to send Rocky's need, yeah. ass back to Russia. <laughs> Bring us together. What's again. going on with all this stuff? You know, you I don't know. know. I don't know. Hey, hey, hey. what are you doing? Huh? I don't uh, know what happened change. in Crimea. Look, I change? I don't know what happened in Crimea. <laughs> all I know is if you can change. All I know is you can change. I can change. You know, I got Adrian. She was, you know, she didn't know nothing about me. I didn't know nothing about her. You know, Putin like, stands yeah. up, starts clapping. <laughs> but no, okay. So the O line. Okay, that was Nerland's Noelle tangent. Sorry. Um, but I'm concerned about the O line. I'm not. I'm not anti Donovan Raiola, but I think his sample size as a coach. I need to believe it. I need to see it before I believe it on him for sure being like, you know, awesome. I just think the O-line's a big concern. O-line is, like I said, they were my one of my concerns. Uh, perhaps could be him back. Teddy P doing his thing. Yeah, Teddy Pendergrass down. Teddy, Pen- Teddy Peno ass down. Teddy Peno ass down. <laughs> That's such a good name. <laughs> oh, God. Teddy P. Teddy P. What's the P stand for? Pino it stands ass. for Peno ass down. <laughs> Teddy hey, what's up? Teddy I hope he shakes hands with the defensive end for Northwestern and say, what's up? I'm Teddy P. And the defensive end says, what's the P stand for? And he says, pin your ass down. Pin and then they get down. in a three-point stance and it's on. Pancake. Teddy Pancake. Teddy Pan. Uh, that's better. Do we like Teddy Pancake or Teddy Pin your ass down? I think Teddy Pin your ass down is better. Just because it's more ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> Teddy Pin. Teddy Pin your ass down. I'm all in on Teddy Pinho. We should, we should like uh, do something. Where we do like you know, like just another love TKO. And just every time he gets a pancake, we just <laughs> we need to listen to more Teddy Pendergrass before oh, the season. I mean, the younger oh, listeners might have be like, no idea. Teddy Pendergrass, Teddy Pinho ass down. Um, but so te- so Teddy being healthy is <laughs> huge. Huge, yes. Um, but see the rest of the line. I think we're like a lot of we're I mean, we're maybe one deep. That's the that's right. the part that I go. And they weren't good last year. No, I mean Ted Teddy's I think going to be our yeah. best guy. Corcoran gets a lot of like Corcoran. I think has a lot of ability. I think there's been you know he was like a he was, he was a highly a, yeah highly touted. Seems like he's kind of always nicked up though. But I do like if he can be a guard next to Teddy. I always love it when you have like one side of the line that's yeah. really good. Uh, like I was reading a, a book about the the seventies Raiders, and you're like, <laughs> but like Art Shell, Gene Upshaw. That's one side of the line. Like if all else fails, you just run at that side. Yeah, and I, like it, the the Patriots used to do that. The two best would be on the left side, and it like. Guess what? Off tackle left. If it's a ha- guy, they're always good. Like they let you know it's coming. Right. But you could run the one play behind those guys. I kind of like like that philosophy of like, just put two put your two best guys on one side. Yeah. And let's ride. I, it's like something I, I I feel like I grew up with. Even our friends, we had you know, like, yeah. like old, put old Molly in love. We're running yeah. behind him. Like yeah. that. That's how <laughs> I believe in that. And so I like the fact that if Corcoran's our second best lineman. Having him a guard, I kind okay. of like that. Right. And the but nevertheless, is, you're concerned. Concerned because the right, who's on the right side? Yeah. With McGee and with his McGee brother. And- <laughs> whoopsies. 
Whipping whoopsies. Whipping whoopsies. Whips and whoopsies on the right side. Teddy, pen your ass down and turn well, to Corcoran. It sounds like, uh, what's his name? Uh, Brant, uh, Brant Banks? Brock Bando? There's a couple of BBs in there. <laughs> right now, Bryce Binhart. Bryce Binhart. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That, There's that is, three of them. That is weird. The BB, Okay, so let's call the BB the brothers BBs. on the right Greg side. Greg Austin was like, I found it. You have to find initials of BB. The BBs are all on the right side. We're going side. all in on BBs. Okay, so these BBs on the right side, that's the issue that I'm... <laughs> I don't... I just don't know what we got. These three BBs, I don't know what we got. <laughs> the BBs. Brock Bando, Brant Banks, Bryce Bryce Bender. <laughs> The BBs. I know what we got. Oh. They got BBs. I don't know anything else about them other than I go, oh, what do we man, got? Man, is that funny. What do we got? Oh, wow. All right. That's so stupid. But and then like... Hickson's p- replacing O'Doyle. <laughs> <laughs> O'Doyle's giving him a telepathic wedgie right now. He's just thinking about it. He's like. Hickson opens his locker, day one of camp, just like manure falls out of it. And it's just Doyle like, rules. Just a little tag hanging saying, oh, Doyle rules. Okay. And the third and final concern. <laughs> I put the, I, I actually put the ability to stop the run. Ooh, okay. So well, let's talk The about interior this. guys. Then Stephen King thinner with the depth there. Ooh. I mean, you lose, you lose Ooh. snacks. You lose, we've been over this, Ben Stilly. You lose Casey Rogers. I like Stefan Wynn. Uh, I don't want to, again, it's funny, the guys that you'll assume and you won't. Um, Devin Drew just got here. I don't know if Devin Drew was like, you know, he walked from Lubbock. Or Like, man, I work. <laughs> Camp starts in August. Oh, I my God. I need to leave. What's map? What's Google Maps say? Oh. I got to leave. I got to leave July 5th. Yeah, yeah sometimes when, uh, when you Google map it, it's like train, car. He it was accidentally on walk. And he's like, I better go. <laughs> you know, there's a lot of those little dots. He just followed the dots. Oh, my God. Well, seriously, like, I, I don't understand... Uh, I, I, here's going to be, this is going to be sad. Okay. <laughs> if you miss the first two weeks of camp, I just assume you're not playing during the year. That's my rule. Well, that's right. I don't I, think you're coming. I don't you would know here. better than I would, but to me, I'm like, why, how are you not here? What's I going think on? it was a school thing. I think it was like, he didn't have his credits done. Okay. And, he, and here's so my thing though. Like I kind of, that's kind of drives me crazy to be honest with you. <laughs> walking directions are not even, I just typed in <laughs> Lubbock to Lincoln. Walking directions are not even available. <laughs> well, so you probably have to cross that. a desert. Like, yeah, the, it's not good. Um, the West, yeah, West Texas. But I'm nervous. I'm nervous about the rush defensive number. The rush D numbers have not been great. And I think it's just like when you're not good, like, well, I always get, view stopping the run. Yeah, they they're they're not out. very depth. The depth isn't there, and like I just worry at like right, right in the interior, right on the nose. Like I don't know how good they're gonna be. Well, so but what's hard is I know like Henrich and Reimer, I think are sure tacklers. Yeah, yeah. But so I'm just I'm worried like Minnesota and Iowa and Wisconsin and Purdue. These teams are just gonna ram it right down 
so the 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 Nebraska trend throw. the trend in college football now is like you don't really need to rotate linebackers as much inside. So like they'll get Reimer and 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 Henrich a little like maybe they'll they'll rotate one guy right. in here and there, and and that's a that's a goal that, to to keep guys fresh. Same with the outside guys, three guys that can rotate, stay fresh. The D in like if you're a true D lineman, uh, they want you rotating. Like they right. want they want like th- those interior guys. Like they want at least two guys, you know, rotating. Yes. And maybe more like maybe it's almost like 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 if it's a four man line, you'd want eight to ten almost. That right. Makes sense. If it's yeah. a three man like the we kind of have like two interior, two outside. line, But basically everybody needs a backup and maybe one or two more for the inside guys, because those dudes get more tired. You want them fresh. And right now we got Ty Robinson, who's going to be good. I think he'll be like feel good there. He's- That's what. Ty being there makes that didn't make my yes. concern less. It sounds like Feist, yes. the Polar Bear, and then any of these two. Stefan Wynn, who's just like that's a great name. Stefan Wynn like glides in like he's an R and B singer. But Stefan Wynn and Devin Drew, when he gets here, from <laughs> Devin Lubbock, Drew is walking. He's currently he's in be Tulsa. So thirsty. He's in Tulsa, Oklahoma. He'd be like, Water, water. Devin Drew walked here. I'm just north of Tulsa. But you're right. Like, if I couldn't believe, I didn't know. If you're not here for the start of camp, it's just like, well, he's, now maybe D line. He's here now, so I think. Help me understand. Whenever I hear people are like, he's got to learn the playbook. It's like, I mean, D line. You're just like, I mean, I feel like that position is kind of like played too. So he's here's played. play number one. When but, they snap it, engage the guy in front of you. But here, here's the problem, right? I'm, so in the end, you still got to like, okay, here's the call. Well, what's your gap? Right. Or like, and what's the check? Like, if they have a call, like, so sometimes the linebacker give you a check. Okay, now you slant in, like, and you got to like just get used to that and do it fast. Like, it just it's one more thing. When you miss the first two weeks of camp, you kind of miss all the like we're the doing install, install right, doing right? And now they're just like practicing, and he's gonna get in there and well, not all, know like, what he's doing, right? So then he gets less reps, and he's gonna be. You bummed. wonder about like, how good a football shape he's in, and then the men. So it's just I'm just I am really color me concerned about just like the interior dudes. I think that's very fair. Uh, Ty Robinson being healthy, uh, and the fact that it sounds like you know Feist, I think Feist and the polar bear are going to be the serviceable guys to go alongside him. Then they need Stefan or Kel Wynn need to come in there and do it. Yes. I mean, he no, needs to. One of those two needs to come in and be the fourth guy or potentially be another starter. Right. Like that that's really would be nice if, if Wynn was good enough to start. And then Drew, if he could pass rush, they're going to need an interior right. guy pass rushing with Robinson on third down. So. What, what's your third concern then? Uh-oh. Wide receivers. Wow. You know what? Outside of my my fiance Trey Palmer, it's hard to argue. Like are you and I'm, I guess elaborate. Basically, it sounds like it's Trey Palmer and I don't know who else they think is good. Yeah. I mean, Omar Manning has some skills, but like Omar Manning has, you know, he it's it's kind of documented. He's kind of got been dealing with some mental yeah. health stuff. He's not always at practice. I think that's always going to be a little bit of like a, a work in progress. Well, I think you saw like when it he made some plays, you go whoa, and then he makes some plays. I just don't think he's a dominant receiver. Right. Like to be a great receiver, 
I was just watching this thing on Jerry, right? I mean, like to be a guy that's so good, like those are, they're obsessive yes. about running routes. Like it's another level. And like, I think we're, we underestimate how good Torre was. Like yeah, I'm hoping, maybe, maybe I'm, I'm hoping Palmer can be Torre and then anybody else can be like a compliment. Last year it was like, cause Torre's kind of made some noise. Like he's with the Packers, I believe. I think he's going to make that team. Yeah. So, a Rod, A Rod, A Rod kind of likes him some Ture, you know. Yeah, I mean, what? Uh, so I, I, my concern—it's hard is, to argue with that. I mean, I don't know what Palmer is as a number one guy. I don't even know what that is. That's why I'm concerned. Like, all signs point to he's good. I mean, all I'm signs. engaged to him. So you, hey, put a ring on the Palmer. Put a <laughs> ring on. Uh, but then, but then, you know, okay, if you had to give your top, excluding like X, Z, Y, L, like just give me your top. If, who are the best receivers? Trey Palmer won. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I mean, it sounds like Trey Palmer, and then you got Omar, you got Isaiah Garcia, Garcia Castaneda. Castaneda, Oliver Martin, the poor the chimney. He went to Chimney Rock. He <laughs> he went to Chimney Rock in the, the middle chi- of the season. He walked to Chimney <laughs> Rock in the middle of the season. He, was he in a milk carton last year? He it? went on a milk carton, and he then I think we said carton. he went to Chimney Rock. Yeah, that was it. He was in a milk carton last year. <laughs> he was oh. like Josh Baskin, big eggs. Where'd he go? No one knows. Uh, he wished he could go to Oliver Martin. <laughs> wished he could go to Jimmy Rock, and he, trans, he transformed there. But I okay. still haven't seen one clip of him since he's been. I mean, since that day. So he, I don't know. I don't Is know. There? But, okay, so but then, but like Marcus Washington was at Texas. Marcus he's got Washington, a little bit of chemistry with with Casey Thompson. There's a little bit of security blanket. Game. That's his like binky for a wide receiver. Yeah, and then it's like the go guys, to your binky. Go to your binky, and then you got who? You got Brody Belt. You got. You got Alante Brown. And then Nicoltis Crawford, is he? I never count on freshmen to ever play. Yeah. And then you got the guy from last year that I thought they like showed signs was that Camonte Grimes. Yeah. Haven't heard anything I've heard about good him. things. Frost has praised Alante Brown's uh, Alante Brown, leadership. Yeah. I always, leadership's good, but they only talk about leadership and not like your play. It's like, well, okay, well, we it's need like, him to play. He's a great guy. God, he's a great guy. Yeah, he's the best guy. It's like, can he play? It's like, no. No, gosh, no. Gosh. <laughs> we actually got him over there. He's working the towels right now. <laughs> yeah. He's towels and Gatorade right now, but he's the best. He's the no. Not I, with you. I mean, I think like, I think he's making jumps. He was a former running back actually in high right. in high school. So I think part of him is just you know becoming right. a receiver. But Nick, we need somebody with Palmer to be good. Yeah, those, that's a good one. Because then it's Volkolek. And then you got Ramirez playing the, a little bit of that in between spot, but really it's like Volkolex got to stay healthy. Um, sounds it, like Fedoni's out. Sounds like yeah. Uh, we need Volkolex stay healthy, and we need one other receiver to be a guy. Yeah, the receivers. I I better do it over again. I probably throw receivers in there. But Mick, I think Mickey's done a good job with them. I think they. But you're right, and and, and but if Mickey's gonna if or Mickey if Whipple's gonna want to air it out a little bit. He throws. He likes yeah. He wants, and it's like you better have you know you you better have guys that are good. I mean, is let's. I mean, I think the wild card is like, is this Marcus Washington the real? Because I mean, he's a high, a big time recruit. Um, and his stats at Texas were. Yeah. I mean, last year he had eighteen catches, two hundred seventy-seven yards, and two touchdowns. Eighteen catches. I mean, that's pretty good. I mean, he he's, and he's going to have chemistry with. They're, they're Casey Thompson, it. they're going to know each other. But like, 
the first two years, three catches, 33 yards. Second year, four catches, 56 yards. And last year, 18 for 277. So, so no, I mean, that's it's totally it's totally legit. I think the the wide receivers, it is. You don't know. You don't. And I'm doing a lot of assuming with Trey Palmer. I mean, I'm acting like dude's going to be like Chris Olave, Smith and but Jigba. But like, when you hear the they word, like, wish they were as good as Trey Palmer. <laughs> yeah. It's the wish factor. I wish they were Trey Palmer. I wish I was Trey Palmer. But I don't, I don't know. I don't know. All, but all you got to do is listen. Like, woof, that guy. Like, if they're doing it in practice. Because you hear that about Trey Palmer. That's why I go, okay, I'll, I'm willing to take the assumption this guy can play because you hear him playing. Right. The guys that I don't hear about as being like this dude's balling it, like Nebraska, the secrets get out. Right? Yeah, if you you're don't hear. Balling, you're right. You don't hear about anybody else other than Palmer. Nick, I feel like Palmer's balling, out there. Like it's not like you're like, like you know, it's like yeah. It's hey, Garcia Castaneda's balling. He's but, the next Randy Moss. Don't tell right, anybody. Right, right, right. Like it's not like that. It will get out. Like if you're balling, we'll find out. Now the question is like, has the has the whole room elevated where it's like we got a bunch of serviceable guys? Great. But I'm just saying, like, if I don't hear about you right now, I'm concerned. So you're it's funny, your so your concerns were O line, quarterback, wide receiver. Yes. And it's not that there's not good players there. It's just like, man, they're they are what caused us QB and O line last year, you could probably say. Yeah. And special teams. Those three things cost us the year. This year it's like I'm concerned to this QB wide receiver situation. Just like I'm just concerned at like can we find our yeah, real our room, dynamic our thing, yeah. our dynamic like can we control games? And I just I, I just don't know. I don't know about them right now. Those are those are valid concerns. I love that I I that's our Devin seven Drew, minutes. I, Devin Drew Devin walking. Drew walking to Lubbock. That's my highlight of my day. Oh my god, that's so good. Okay, well there we go. We got a lot <laughs> off our chest. Did he walk? Uh, I don't know. I mean when I heard he was, because then and then I love that Nebraska like tweeted something out like he's here. And it's like, well, where the hell has he been? What's been walking going on? from Lubbock? There's a there's a sign that he was in. Someone saw him in Tulsa walking. I wish he's like a week. Coming. I wish a week out they'd be like, be like Topeka, like <laughs> Devin Drew Devin was Drew. here. He's on I. <laughs> I mean, seriously, they should have a map of every day where he was. Where he's at. He made like, it 26 miles in a day. Can you believe it? Devin He's Drew. almost to Dallas. He's <laughs> almost out of the state of Texas. He's in the panhandle. Almost. Good Lord, he's in the panhandle. He started heading east for no reason, and that took him into Arkansas, which was a bad deal. Wrong direction. Wrong direction. Up, Go more northwest. <laughs> go up. Go. You know what they used to say in the old days? Go northwest, young man. <laughs> okay. We got to wrap it up because I feel like I'm on the verge of the full-blown giggles. So there you go. Reasons for optimism. Reason for concerns. I mean. People, this is all you need to know going it. into the season. This is it. That was set the stage. All right. Well, we're going to be we're gonna be talking to each other quite a bit, okay? Let's go. You know what? Let's go and see if we can help Devin Drew make it. Let's go. Let's go check it. Let's go pick him up. A Media Production.